All right, you're probably scratching your head wondering what is the perfect gift that you can give your loved one? And then maybe you think, well, what is the perfect gift I can give myself? Oh, no one will know if I buy something for somebody else and just a little something for you. Well, the truth is you can actually do both. The greatest gift that you can give somebody else and give yourself. Are you ready for this? The gift of gratitude. Gratitude. When you express gratitude, it actually fills your own heart with joy. When you express your gratitude to somebody else, when you're specific, when you're enthusiastic, you fill their hearts with joy. It's win-win. How do you develop that attitude of gratitude? I know sometimes it seems like it's tough. You look around at life, you listen to the news, you're on too much social media, and it's like, it's really hard to be grateful. But you got to turn that noise off and turn up that sense of gratitude to see the goodness. Why does it matter showing gratitude? Well, because you have these negative thought patterns that are come from what we call cognitive distortions. And believe it or not, these cognitive distortions and this negative thinking can contribute to mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. So if you're uptight and you're not doing well, you can change it. You can turn around. Just focus on what is good. Create that attitude of gratitude. Now, cognitive distortions, again, these are just these unhelpful thoughts. And we work with this when we're doing cognitive behavioral therapy. And basically all that is, is getting you to be aware of your thinking patterns and helping you to change them into more positive or adaptive ways of thinking. It's not about ignoring problems, right? Life will continue to throw problems and difficulties at you. But having a positive attitude, knowing that you can actually overcome these problems it not only makes it more likely that you will overcome these problems, but it'll make you feel better as you encounter all the difficulties in life. And you might think, well, Joe, isn't it kind of a distortion, a cognitive distortion, if I kind of pretend gratitude, if I try to cultivate this? No, it can actually be as authentic as can be. But you might have to actually pay attention to your thinking so that you can develop a more positive attitude. Because it's not about just ignoring the difficulties of life. It's not about ignoring adverse aspects. But it's not about assuming the worst. It's about redirecting your attention to the people in your life, to the places, to the things, to the experiences that actually allow you to enjoy life more, that make your life richer. And not only, by the way, does it boost your mood, which is wonderful when you express gratitude, it makes other people feel better, but it actually helps to deal with all of the mental difficulties and distresses in your life. Having a positive outlook can actually help you to deal with physical maladies. So how do you express gratitude? How do you cultivate gratitude? Well, you can look at your own life. Do you have breath? Can you walk around? Can you move? That's something to be grateful for. You might not be eating at Spago or the world's most expensive restaurant, but do you have something to eat tonight? A lot of people in the world don't. You might not live in that mansion on a, on a hill, but when it's rainy, do you ever say, oh, wow, thank you, Lord, that I actually have some sort of covering over my head right now, a house, an apartment, a sunny day. If you live in Southern California, you experience many of them. 
But how often do you walk outside in the weather, whether you live in Minnesota or Florida or California or Montana, and look around and just say, wow, it's magnificent. Thank you, God, for this. There are so many ways to express and develop gratitude. But what are the ways? How can your faith actually help you to cultivate a sense of gratitude? Well, your faith speaks about it. If you're a Christian, one day Jesus was having a conversation with a guy named Simon. And this wasn't Simon Peter, different Simon. And Jesus said, well, there were two men in debt to a banker. One owed 500 silver pieces. The other owed 50. But both of them were flat broke. Neither of them could pay up. So the banker canceled both debts. Which of the two would be more grateful? And Simon said, well, I suppose the one who was forgiven the most. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turns to the woman because there was a woman there expressing tremendous gratitude. And he said to Simon, Jesus said, do you see this woman? He said, I came into your home and you provided no water for my feet, but she rained tears on my feet and dried them with her hair. You gave me no greeting, but for the time I arrived, she hasn't quit kissing my feet. You provided nothing for freshening up, but she soothed my feet with perfume. Impressive. See, she was forgiven many, many sins, and so she was very, very grateful. If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal. Now consider this. You have been given the gift of eternal life. Your many, many, many sins, and I include myself in there with you, right? We have all been forgiven all these sins. You just go to God, you offer them, you pleads, you just ask for forgiveness, and he gives it to you. And you get this immeasurable gift in return, the gift of life, the gift of eternity. That should make you and me eternally grateful. And when we feel that sense of gratitude, when we experience that gift that God has given us, that should lighten the hearts. Now, sometimes you think, well, Joe, what can I do here and now? Well, could you write a letter? Again, there have been some studies that show that just writing a gratitude letter, just narrative writing, can be effective for helping deal with things like post-traumatic stress disorder. So writing, what it basically does is it helps the mind to consolidate and get clarity on thoughts. And when you put your gratitude on the pages, it can actually help you to amplify the emotions, the good things in your life. A lot of times those good things are there, but because you're not giving them ample focus, you don't see it. And so you don't experience the gratitude that comes along with the good feelings, the acknowledgement of what's going on. You don't experience the blessing unless you actually focus on that and writing can actually help you to do that. Now you can write that letter to yourself or maybe just writing a letter to somebody else and say, hey, you know what? I'm so grateful for you in my life. And then I would encourage you, be very specific. I remember that time that you came over and I was sick and you brought me some soup. It was like, oh, it was the last thing in the world I wanted to do was to cook. And there you were with that meal. It was so wonderful at that time. 
So whether you're writing a letter of gratitude to yourself to remind yourself of the blessings in your life, or you're writing your, a letter to somebody else to thank them, to express your gratitude, try to be specific. Now, one of the things I think today is everybody, myself included, sometimes I have to remember, it's like set down the devices. doesn't matter what's happening on Twitter. doesn't matter what's happening on social media. Because what happens is you're right across from somebody, and I've seen this happen. Like you're having a meal, and somebody picks up their phone. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I'm listening. Go ahead. What? <laughs> I've seen this in my own household. No, put down the phone. One of the ways that you express gratitude can be to be that very patient, very present listener. Active listening just means that you're very making that conscious effort to really hear, to really understand what somebody is saying to you. Because when you do that, what you're saying is, you matter. I see you, you count, I see your value. And all you have to do to express that is to be a really good listener. That story in Luke 17, Jesus spoke about, he healed these lepers, 10 of them. And he just said, go show yourselves to the priests. Off they go. While on their way, they all become clean. One of the 10 comes back. One shouting his gratitude, glorifying God, kneeling at Jesus' feet. He was very specific, expressing his gratitude. And Jesus acknowledged it. He said, wow, one of the 10 comes back. He was a Samaritan. He was an outsider. So again, to me, what this says is you could be blessed, you could be healed, you could be experiencing all sorts of amazing things in your life. But the question is, are you the one who goes back to God giving thanks? Sometimes just to get outside and to slow down, you know, the phrase stop and smell the roses. It sounds like a cliche, but it's actually been proven. It's been shown that spending time in nature can boost cognitively your your mood, your memory. It can reduce stress. It can help you to develop higher levels of compassion. Just get outside in nature. Focus on those physical surroundings and give thanks. If you're thinking about gratitude, you know, or maybe you don't have a lot of money and just expressing the gratitude to somebody, that's a fantastic gift. Like I said in the beginning, it's a great gift to give yourself. It's a great gift to give somebody else that wonderful, heartfelt compliment. But again, if you're thinking about wanting to express your gratitude to somebody, maybe think of something that's meaningful, something that's homemade. Maybe the gift could be some time that you give this person. It's like, hey, I don't really have a lot of money, but I thought... For the next hour, I would just be here for you, listening to you, supporting you, doing whatever it is that you wanted to do. Again, it sounds cliche, but a gratitude journal. We need help sometimes to further this sense of gratitude, to become aware of the gifts and the blessings in your life. And when you express through writing or journaling, it can help you to process, yes, the negative things, the negative emotions, but it also helps you to hone in, to look and to see and to recognize the positive things in your life. So if you're going to journal, okay, fine. If you want to write about the crappy things that happened to you, I don't blame you. It's okay to open up, to get it out. That's healthy. 
But don't stop there. Allow yourself to continue to move until you can find and express and write about those blessings. Make that a habit. Because what it does is it makes you more aware of what you have, not just what you don't have. It's easy to go, oh, wow, I don't have a new car. I don't have this. Wow, thank you, God. I actually have a car that runs most of the time. (laughs) So it's not about right or wrong. But when you think about a gratitude journal, just make sure that you're identifying some of the blessings and look for the small things. And again, be specific if you're trying to express gratitude to somebody else. Not like, oh, I'm grateful for that you're, that you're my friend. That might be true. But it's like, hey, friend, when you came over and you spent that hour listening to me while I was suffering through this darkness in my life, that time I was so grateful that you just listened and didn't say anything. That's the kind of specificity that will help you to hone that sense of gratitude. Scripture speaks about gratitude all over the place. And Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, he was talking about the, doing the social relief work, you know, helping meet the bare needs of poor Christians. He said, but what it does when you give to people, it produces abundant and bountiful thanksgivings to God. See, when you give to others, it actually helps other people become thankful to God. You become that blessing. And he said, that's the way that you show your gratitude to God. He said, you show your gratitude through your generous offerings to your needy brothers and sisters, really towards everybody. Because God's moving in your life. And he said, and those people that you're giving to, they'll respond by praying for you, intercession. So gratitude leads to giving, which leads to a connection to God. It's not hard. Sometimes you just have to be willing to do something. Think about the people in your life who actually contributed to your life in some way, whether it was that dear friend or that old soccer coach or the teacher or that neighbor who was encouraging. Jesus speaks about it in Matthew 7. He said, here's how I want you to live. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. The golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Remember, if you have been treated kindly or generously by anybody, express the gratitude to them, but then also pay that forward. Paul in 1 Corinthians, he said, God gave everyone gifts. God gave you gifts. And all these gifts originate in God's spirit. He said, God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere. He said, every person, you are given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone. And everyone benefits. But sometimes you've got to have those reminders to say, yeah, wait a second, what are my gifts? How am I living my life? to show that God lives in me? How am I showing that or living that life to love other people? Sometimes you've got to be reminded of that. The other day I was reading scripture and I was reading Lamentations. It's kind of dark. (laughs) And the writer was saying, oh, he ground my face into the gravel. He pounded me into the mud. He said, I gave up on life altogether. I've forgotten what the good life is like. I'm finished. 
He said, I'll never forget all the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. But he doesn't stop there. The writer goes on and he says, but there's one other thing I remember. And remembering, I keep a grip on hope. He said, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. He said, because they're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. He goes, I'm sticking with God. I'll say it over and over. He's all I've got. Your prayers of praise, even when you feel that you're overwhelmed with life, that you've been ground into the mud like the writer of Lamentation says here. But then you got to go back. What is that visual reminder for you? Maybe you have a cross or a crucifix that you wear around your neck. Maybe you've got a, a poster that says, Love always, or you are loved. Maybe you've got to create a post-it note and tape it to your mirror or some mantra that says, Love, praise, things can get better. In an ideal world, you live a life of gratitude, treating other people well with love because you feel that love, you feel that gratitude, but you've got to make yourself conscious of it. Live out that golden rule. Paul says, living then as you do in pure grace, he says, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. He said, no, God brings it all to you. See, it's not just about the things that you think people are doing for you or not doing for you. God has given you everything. So it's not like you're trying to repay God. It's like, okay, God, you gave me a few things. I'll give a few things. No, that's not the way to understand it at all. God gives you everything. What can you give back? Your gratitude. Your gratitude. Paul says to Timothy, take care of widows who are destitute. He said, if a widow has family members to take care of her, well, let them do it. He said, but remember, they should pay it back with what? With gratitude for what they have received. Why? Because the gratitude pleases God immensely. You want to be happier. Live a richer, fuller life than live with gratitude. I will meet you back on the road. Until then, always forward. <laughs>